Welcome back, everyone, to episode 25. You heard right. It's episode 25 of Don't Praise the Machine. That's a quarter century of episodes. You didn't think we'd make it. I got a lot of emails over the 25 weeks from people saying, you'll never make it. Stop making the podcast. (laughs) Stop it at once. But we did I'm not enjoying it. And now we never will. We never will. This is my opportunity to give you all the middle finger and say, here we are at 25. And to let you all know that the podcast is a success, I'm going to play more dub sirens. (laughs) Also, to show you that the podcast has been a great success, I'm going to do a rewind. And also to let you all know that the podcast has been great success, I'm going to hit you with an amen break and a Reese bass line. <laughs> John, is there any sound that you'd like me to put into the podcast in post-production for episode number 25? Oh, thanks so much for asking, Al. What I've really wanted for the last 24 episodes... It's just some old-timey honky horns. Can we pop them in? That's, for whatever reason, I like celebrating a milestone with a cup of tea and an old-timey honky horn. <laughs> yeah, do you, want any, do you want anything else? What, I'm just trying to think. And can, we get some, can we get some real good squelch sound effects in there as well, please? <laughs> <laughs> if if splag was a sound, yeah, it would sound yes. perfect. It would sound like it would sound like this. <laughs> after last week, John, after you had that really enjoyable little anecdote about the baby off the cover of Nevermind, who's now a grown man mm. suing Nirvana, I thought that's a bit of kind of funny current. News, and I expect that most like culture comedy podcasts that what they do is go on Google and put in funny, weird news from this week. I expect yeah. that's kind of what everybody does. Yeah. So I thought we'll just do a bit of lo- we'll just do a little bit of low hanging fruit for this week, and sure. that's exactly what I'll do. <laughs> so I put in I put into Google. Silly, funny news. And the first story that came up was actually very uh, relevant to Don't Praise the Machine, the Don't Mm -hmm. Praise the Machine universe. So I'm just going to open this now. Now, this is from uh, our favorite publication, the Huffington Post. Oh, I love the Um, Huffington. HuffPo. So HuffPo says... (laughs) This is so dumb, I can barely read it. (laughs) It's got, wait, he's a what? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. So HuffPo, so this is a, this is a section of HuffPo called Weird News, which I'm yeah. guessing is just trolled by all comedy culture podcasts every week. So I'm sure yeah, you're okay. a thousand millionth to read this, but he goes. So this is, uh, this is, um, this is quite a recent article. This is from yesterday. <clears throat> what the heck is Grimace anyway? <laughs> McDonald's manager answers 
McDonald's manager's answer has people shook. So it's written in very clickbaity, classic clickbaity way. Yeah, of course. I'll just read a little bit off this HuffPo uh, article. It just says, The manager of a McDonald's franchise in Canada has revealed the story behind Grimace, the purple pal of longtime mascot Ronald McDonald, mm. and has left a lot of people very confused. Yeah, I'm sure it hasn't. But anyway... <laughs> Brian Bates, who's worked for the chain for 10 years, casually dropped it into an interview with CBC News over the weekend. I can't imagine how this came up in the interview. What fucking interview is being conducted where what Grimace is is a part of that interview? Like, seriously. <laughs> and then he said, he said, he is an enormous taste bud, but a taste bud nonetheless. Bates told the network in an unofficial explanation, they've got that in, in quotes, unofficial explanation, adding that the character was meant to show that the food tastes good. McDonald's has been unusually tight-lipped about the purple creature's origins over the years. The closest it came to providing an explanation was a few variations of this tweet, which it has sent out from time to time in response to inquisitive customers. And then it's got a screenshot of the tweet and it just goes... You can see that they've added the person that's asked the question. They've mm-hmm. McDonald's Corporation Twitter accounts written. Great question. Hashtag Grimace Law says he is the embodiment of a milkshake or or a taste bud. What do you think? <laughs> Which I love as well because it's just that kind of really forced engagement bullshit. Like, yeah. what do you think? Come on, send us a million responses. <laughs> we'll read them all. Yeah, so he's a taste bud. So mystery solved, everybody. I know a lot of you guys remember our early episode. We we spent, uh, it was actually a four-parter that we spent on Grimace. (laughs) And it was a deep dive into the origins of him and what he actually Interviewed um, Henry Kissinger and uh, (laughs) and I think there was some extracts from Gore Vidal's essay on grimace um what i did love about this story as well is that um the guy the manager of a mcdonald's franchise in canada also why is this information with just a low-level manager of a mcdonald's this (laughs) seems like high level shit like all you have to do is be a manager of a franchise and you get the grimace information this is like the xenu information from scientology they're just handing it out willy-nilly to like the person at the drive-thru window (laughs) should be in a safe in the top floor of the McDonald's headquarters. Uh, when you're ready, we'll tell you about Grimace. <laughs> once, you've, once you're at like a Thetan level 900, you can know what Grimace is. Grimace was dropping nuggets into volcanoes 10,000 years ago. We have um, to get on the massive Ronald McDonald Sea Org and we take it out to sea <laughs> and we explain the origin of the Hamburglar and Grimace and Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I just wanted to add here that I loved that he's written here, he is an enormous taste bud, but a taste bud nonetheless. And then it says, the purpose of Grimace is to show that the food tastes good, which I would have thought is the, is the one is the one thing about fast food that does not require qualifying in a yeah. world of of otherwise questionable elements of the fast food world, the one thing that you don't need to convince people of is that it tastes good. Like, if the purpose of Grimace was to sort of mask the global environmental impact of cattle, then, (laughs) yeah, sure, I get it. Like, if if Grimace is kind of like the friendly climate change denying character, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, try and change, try and control the... 
try and control the narrative on that. I can see why you're paying your marketing people to do that because you need to do that. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, he's like, hey, look, McDonald's tastes good. I'm like, yeah, I know, you purple idiot. Also, it seems like a weird, it seems like a weirdly recursive, like the food is there and then the marketing mascots are really meant to sit around it and add character to it. But just saying it's good tasting food, it's like, yeah, well, that's, that's really the role that the food performs. So you don't need a, <laughs> doesn't need a, its own mascot. Uh, just have a burger. <laughs> Is one now. I don't know if we'll get this in this week, but I do want to send you a little link that you're going to love because <laughs> under the funny, crazy news about Grimace, there was just yeah. a little other story uh, that I caught my eye because it had the word Simpsons in it and um, and like Mo's Mo's bar. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this. I'm maybe try and get you to watch this without reading the article. Okay. Um, so. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen it. You've seen this? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't tell you. Like I said to I shared it with with someone and I said this would have been like the crowning glory of my childhood if I'd managed to pull that off. So maybe you can explain it then. So what is yeah, what sure. is the article that I've sent you? So there's there's a bunch of it's a kind of um C-SPAN style. Those of you who are familiar with watching like you know, fairly dry political proceedings in the U.S. on, on I think, kind of free access U.S. television. It's often on C-SPAN. It's like kind of second-rate quality footage of uh, some sort of political proceeding playing out. And it's like that. It's an oddly positioned camera, which is viewing council proceedings. And you can hear the audio that's coming through. And it's like some sort of local council meeting. And there's somebody who's just spoken, so they thank that person for their participation in the meeting and then they call upon a series of other people to who've been obviously listed on the agenda but they've just been listed by somebody must have i don't know how they did it just kind of called up or written in and listed all these names which are very thinly disguised kind of vulgar schoolboy names like like one of them is Wayne Kerr. Another one is like read, if you maybe I think if, if you open the article there, John, you can read them out. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. It has a, it has them all listed. Because <laughs> some of them I remember from my childhood, like um, Wayne Kerr, we used to talk about. And maybe um, maybe you need to just also explain maybe some of the spelling on some of the names in the first yeah. and second names. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> So the fake the fake names include the classic Phil McCracken, uh, which yep. is of course Phil McCracken, and that's you know like spelt like you would expect it to be Phil McCracken, uh, Eileen Dover, uh, Eileen Dover, Wayne Kerr, um, Sukmardik, 
Don- <laughs> I think that's Don- my favourite one. Yeah, S-U-K, the first He's name. the first name. M- M-A-H-D-I-K is the second name. And then uh, don- Donkey Dick, which is D-O-N for Don, and then the surname is Key Dick. <laughs> A-E-K-E-D-I-C-K. <laughs> and the and the wonderful thing about it is that this guy, this kind of very earnest council member who must, I mean, you just couldn't be living in reality if you didn't cotton on. But m- maybe he's uh, like, well, I'm not going to give in to these, to these hoaxes, so I'm just going to read them all and they might be, <laughs> who am I to know? They might be people's names. So he's got, and he's, but he's trying to like, he seems to be trying to pronounce them in a way that is not suggestive. Like he he says things like "suk medic," and uh, I reckon I have a different take. Kedic. I think he didn't. I don't think he. I don't think he picked up on it. I uh, think maybe which not. I, yeah, and we will we'll play the audio for our audience. This is yeah. him reading out the names of the obviously absent <laughs> members. <laughs> In the hall. And I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. Sulk. Sook. Mahidic. Sook. Mahidic. Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. Eileen Dover. Eileen Dover. Don Kiddick. Don Kiddick. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> That's great. I'm so glad you, you picked up on that because I really enjoyed it um, when I saw it. And it reminded me of the kind of thrill that I used to get as a child, and this was like back when there were, you know, when it was just landline phones and you just would call somebody and they'd have no idea, <clears throat> no way of knowing who called them. I think eventually there was a sort of reverse call function, but I, I was, this was later than me. Just it reminded me of the kind of childhood thrill of picking up your landline phone, dialing a random number and then say, saying something kind of yeah. crass and idiotic and just this kind of sense this kind of giddy sense of having transgressed as a child and like and like, and made made someone kind of real in in comprehension at your stupid joke you know it's uh i mean if i could have done that if i could have seen on tv to see that on tv you'd just be like fuck i've won you know one of my favorites was always, and you can find this on YouTube. This what this is a guy that used to prank a television show, and this style of television show was really popular for a while, and they don't exist as far as I know anymore, or maybe they do in 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 places that I'm not aware of. But it was those like late night call in shows where the mm. host would talk to the TV and say, "Call us up and and you know guess yeah. the this up and, late with hot and, dogs." You know, yeah, exactly, and you win you know, $10,000 or blah, blah, blah. And this one, it was, I think it was the British, I think it was a British one. And this one particular guy, it was really hard to get through because, yeah. you know, there was real, there was proper money on the line. <clears throat> You'd have to spend money to get through. 
You'd have to spend, that's right. That's how the show made money. That's yeah. right. It was like $5 a minute and you'd have to wait on hold or some shit. That's right. But oh, it's, it's so great. This one guy, he did not give a fuck, which is what made it even more funny because he would get through. <laughs> yeah. So he had a chance yeah. to win the money. And it didn't matter what the question was. Like it'd be which member of the British royal family, blah, blah, blah. And he'd get through. And then he would feign being really excited that he'd got through. And go, <laughs> now who's there? We've got Mike. Mike, how you doing tonight? Is it me? Is it me? I can't believe it. Oh, you're, you're joking. Oh, I've been trying to get through for absolutely... W- I love the show. I love the show, John. I want to say, th- oh, I just love you. I love staying up all night. Uh, you know, I get lonely sometimes and I like... Okay, okay. And and what do you think it is? Have a guess. Oh, it, is it is it Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> and every single time he got through... Yeah, he would say, "Is it Ghostbusters 2? And then the, eventually, the hosts they try and catch him because he would he'd obviously call him with different names. Yeah, and as soon as he said Ghostbusters 2, like for the first couple of times, the host would go, oh, "I think you've said that before, haven't you?" And yeah. eventually, oh, they would try and cut again. him off before he even got the two out. Yeah, I love it because it's so anarchic. It's like you're breaking, you're defying financial incentives. You're basically. <laughs> Fuck this game. Like, he would have known the answer and probably could have won exactly. 500 bucks. But he's like, exactly. Fuck it, I'm more. just going to wreck this show. And then <laughs> I, I, like, I remember this, this is what I think of. This is how much money means to me. Yeah. I won't, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. I remember once, once watching something when he got through and, and they said, Oh, who have we got on the line? And he just said, my name is not important. The answer is <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us on today's episode of Don't Praise the Machine. This has been episode 25. Let's throw in some more dub sirens and drum and bass and Reese bass line to let you all know that we're successful, man. And Al, if we could get some more honky horns and squelches, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> and we're going to, to let you all know that the podcast is doing great. Here's some honky horns and squelches. Um, thanks everyone for being with us we really appreciate you we love you uh and yeah a little message if if you're enjoying the podcast send it to a friend we feel like after 25 episodes that perhaps you don't need to know us personally to enjoy the podcast (laughs) maybe maybe you still do i don't know but we're hoping that there's something in this for people that don't have a personal relationship and i'd like to make a guarantee if you want to start listening to the podcast i'll have a personal relationship with you i don't care just start listening i'll be your friend i got time if you want, uh, I'm in Berlin, so I'm happy to travel even to the outer suburbs of, of Berlin. Like if you're in Spandau, happy to go out there and meet you for a coffee. John, I don't know what your radius is post-lockdown, how far you're willing to travel to meet sure. a new fan of the show. Look, I think uh, I think lockdown fines at the moment are around about the $1,000 mark, so I'd be willing to cop a, <laughs> at least a half dozen of those if it meant a half dozen more <laughs> listeners, for sure. <laughs> 
So hit me up if you're outside my 5K radius. I'll fucking do it. I don't care. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We're having a great time with you. We're We're building a really beautiful community and... Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this episode of Don't Praise the Machine. We'll see you next week at the podcast. Hey, it's me, Tom Arnold. You know, Don't Praise the Machine is a great podcast. It's the best best idea ever, too. It's where two old friends who grew up in Australia but now live on different sides of the world get online every week. And shit talk and make each <laughs> they tell jokes and they talk about life. And uh, John and Al Alfonsi, <laughs> this is a perfect male relationship. This is this is how you stay tight with your oldest friends once a week online. So good luck to you boys. Uh, <laughs> you live in the dream, quite frankly. Live in the dream. Have fun. Be funny, talk about life, and and always, always keep your old friends. Because you need somebody that's willing to bail you out of jail naked, no questions asked. And Alfonsi (laughs) will do that for John, and vice versa. And that's a solid friend.